Everyone, this is Anthony with Tornado Tag Podcast. Uh, here with another another interview. Here, um, this is a little different from what we uh, first. Uh, we'll say green, right? That's a term used. Uh, green green trainee. Um, been doing it for a little t- a little like about five a couple months now. Um, we'll find out where where they, he started training, how he got into wrestling, and uh, where he performs at, and how it's kind of the whole COVID thing has kind of uh, slowed the process down because of everything going on. Um, so I have on the phone uh, Chris uh, Widener. Wine, am I saying that right? I'm, I'm terrible with names. I'm yes, sorry. Winder. Winder, perfect. It's all right. All right, all right awesome. So, uh, Chris, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Uh, I was born here. I floated back and forth between here and Chicago. Um, so I'm kind of familiar with the area, kind of not. Um, so I do consider this one. Oh, so were you now when you say you float back and forth in between here and Chicago? Were you born and raised here, or were you more raised in Chicago? Uh, more raised here. Uh, I have spent some periods of my life there for long uh, periods of years, and then come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I came up to like adulthood, I stopped moving back and forth. I've been permanently here for a while now, and yeah. I think I'm gonna be here for a while. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, how long have you been into uh, professional wrestling, like as a fan? All my life. I could honestly tell you, uh, since a child, my earliest memories is like The Rock. And the whole attitude era coming into the, uh, you know, the, wow, like the ending of the attitude era. I remember yeah. as like some of the earliest memories. You so were, all my life. You were more of the, so you came in end of attitude. What would that be? The ruthless aggression era? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just about. <laughs> how, how old are you? Um, 23. 23. All right. Little pup yet. Still young. It's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so can you remember your first moment? Uh, well, like, well, all right. Was wrestling, before I get into that question, was wrestling always big uh, in your family? Is it something that everyone in the house watched or was it something you kind of sought out, sought off, uh, sought, sought after you're on your own or did someone kind of push you towards it? Um, my growing up, my brother watched it with me a little bit and we, you know, Typical wrestling kids, you would wrestle around and goof off. Um, mm-hmm. And then we kind of, like, stopped watching it. I didn't really start – I kind of haven't really watched WWE since Benoit and, like, uh, so 08, 07. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I didn't really watch it throughout my later teenage years. Um, but then I just – I don't know. I watched, One weekend I was uh, watching Mr. Perfect reruns of some of his matches and just reignited. Yeah. So I've been watching it since again. But now- – uh, Awesome. So, um, so you and your brother watched it, and then you took. I took a little break in, let's say, two thousand five ish, two thousand four, two thousand five. I took a break, um, and uh, I pretty much missed Shawn Michaels' whole third run. I didn't see. It. I'm a huge Shawn Michaels fan, um, but I, at that time I was, I was kind of out of 
WWE and I was more into like the mixed martial arts scene. I really was into, and I'm, I'm, I don't know. The old me was very one track minded. Like I was only into one thing, and I was very close minded to everything else. And uh, I've learned to, especially with wrestling and sports. So I kind of learned to get away from that, which is good. Because um, even growing up, like I was WWE only. I wouldn't flip back and forth between that and, and WCW. But uh, yeah. So um, getting out of high school, when did uh, when did you decide? You know, I wanna I wanna take on training and do this uh, do this now for a uh, a career a possible career path or hobby. I uh, it started about let's see, first class October, so about summer before last year, last year, last summer, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, I was working at a nursing home and I was kind of like uh, I don't want to say depressed, but kind of depressed, like looking around. A lot of you deal with a lot of people who are kind of. Um, they look like their lives and they're kind of depressed and they would t- give me advice. Like, you know, if I had to do it all over, I would chase what I wanted to. And it ignited me. Like I, I need to do so myself and chase the dream. Cause it's, it's just depressing. It was a very weird environment to live in. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I started watching Mr. Perfect reruns. And then I actually remember watching a match. This is about like all elite wrestling's coming about is when I started watching and really getting into wrestling and deciding to chase it. And it was, uh, hangman, Adam page versus pack at a, I think it was all in one of the very first pay-per-views for them. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it and thinking, man, if these guys could do it, like what's stopping me? Nothing. And uh, I remember looking around wrestling schools around here and the closest one was CZW that I could find. Mm-hmm. And I was going to, I started saving up to uh, take bus trips down there and save for the training itself until I went to my friend's wedding where I met another trainee, true named Victor and he actually introduced me to Sean and everybody and got me into training here. For true Pines. wrestling. Yes. Nice. Yeah, uh, so that's where I met you was at the true the uh, true the true mill building, but it was during a uh a uh the GSW show and that's where we kind of met and Yes, that was a fun time. Yeah, really fun time. Really good show. A lot of super talented people. A lot of people that I uh heard about for a very long time and it was the first time I actually seeing them perform. So it was really really cool. Um it was actually my last wrestling show. That was the last one I got to see before everything kind of before the world ended. I think was it was it the last yeah. one? Yeah, I don't know if there was an outbreak one or a PPW in between there, but it was very close. It was very close between there and and PPW. But it was a really good time. Uh, first time in the building, really cool building, old warehouse looking building, um, on the on the top floor. Really like I don't know. It's just a it's a really neat environment. Yeah, it's it's a unique venue. It has a certain feeling to it. Definitely has its own personality. Yeah. I, I definitely like uh, that entire venue. Yeah. So, so kind of, kind of what I'm getting here from your story, from I'm kind of pieced together. So, you know, you you were into wrestling as a kid, and then you took a break, and then you kind of had like a resurgence of watching it again, and that kind of sparked the interest to pursue it and do it as 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 a as a path. Yeah, you know, nice. I like I was saying, living on nursing home, you see a lot of people depressed and mm-hmm. kind of, I don't want to say wasted life, but they feel like they wasted life. And it's just like, you know, if you're going to live this life, you should, a lot of you should what chase ifs. your dream, man. Yeah, a lot Whatever of what makes ifs. You happy. Yeah. Yeah. Why have that? Absolutely. Why not just do no, it? And, you know, worst things are worse, like fail. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, now, when you when you say you have a resurgence, are you watch? Are you said you're watching AEW now. Are you watching a little bit of everything? Are you focusing on one promotion? What are you, what are you kind of into at the moment? Uh, right now, uh, even though it's on pause, NWA, I'm loving the whole new NWA field. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being very young and not 
acquired to that as a child. That's cool to watch. That has a very cool feel to it. I like that. The studio wrestling. Um, New Japan's. Yeah, yeah studio wrestling. I, I appreciate that. New Japan's awesome as always. Uh, Nio, still pretty cool, even though they're not really doing too much. Um, some WE, a lot of Luchador stuff. I like a lot of NXT. NXT is really, really cool. I like what Triple H is doing with that whole thing. Yeah, that brand a lot is good talent fantastic. In it too. Yeah. Who are some of your influences when it comes to wrestling? Like you watch them and you're like, I want to be, I want to be that person. Not, I'm gonna say, I don't want to say you want to copy them when I say be like them, but like, who inspires you the most to maybe say, hey, like, they, I could, I can, event, I could work up to this point. I mean, obviously, some people, not everyone can look at Kevin Nash and be like, I want to be Kevin Nash because I'm five eleven and I'm never gonna be a seven foot tall giant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or someone you can kind of look right. at them and be like, I that that could be where my wheelhouse there. Uh, off the top, the three biggest would be, uh, my biggest here is Eddie Guerrero. Mm -hmm. Um, fantastic worker, awesome talent, Chris Benoit, fantastic worker. Uh, and last but not least dynamite kid. Uh, I think a lot of what he did in Japan's awesome. Oh, and, uh, Mitsusaru Masawa. He's awesome too. Um, those four would be the biggest to come to mind. Awesome. Some, some Especially Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Big influence. Man. Yeah. I love Eddie. I'm actually trying to find this. Uh, they they make an Eddie. I'm a. I, I like craft beer. We do another podcast with craft beer, and they make an uh, Eddie and Chavo have their own beer called Los Guerreros beer, and it's really really hard to find. It's wow, a, it's a Mexican lager. It's very 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 hard to find, but I want to get it so bad. That is actually awesome. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Stone Cold has his beer, the Broken Skull, and then uh, another brewery makes one for Chavo and Eddie, which is. A fant- it, I mean, it looks fantastic. I haven't tried it yet, but hopefully that's on my list. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna try to find that and collect that. That's really cool. Awesome. So let's let's dive into your you know your first day of training. Walk into the doors and kind of put you back in that mind state. There. What was it like your first time in the building and 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 walking in and saying like the, like meeting the people for the first time and your first day training? Uh, run us through that motion. What it, for someone who's listening that maybe wanting to tra- train or maybe someone who's been doing it for 20 years, maybe you can relive some moments that they, they have or some feelings they experienced. Um, what is your first, it's, it's nerve wracking. It was very nervous. Um, I had a lot of anxiety going in there cause you know, you don't really know anything. You don't know anybody in this whole new world. Literally it's a whole different world for anybody who's not in the business or understands it or even trains in it. It's, it's a whole different thing. And, it's nerve wracking at first. And I'm going to tell you something. If anybody who wants to do this squats, do your squats. Uh, first day going into class, I couldn't walk for a week. I was literally crawling everywhere. I had to call off work for a week. Um, squats, do your squats, <laughs> but it's, it's nerve wracking. So it's, you're saying is go in trained, go in, uh, work out a few couple months before you're going to do this because it's not so, like, uh, it's not easy what you're trying to say for the most part. Yes, it's not easy. Definitely do your squats. If you think you did enough, double it, yeah. and then some. It is you need to do your squats, and it's just it's nervous because you know you're you're trusting somebody and you don't have that trust yet because it's new to you. So when you're doing something like a suplex, like you're scared, you're you're upside down. You're, the human body's not meant to go that way, so you're very nervous a lot of times and everything. But once you get over it, it's a it's like a drug. It's an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exciting. There's nothing like wrestling, in my opinion. And you can never really experience anything like wrestling unless you wrestle. What is what was your first bump like when you took it on the mat? Was it everything you expected? Uh 
No, it hurt. Um, <laughs> I always it's an understatement that I always say like there's padding on there, but not really. Like bumps oh, suck. Yeah, there's not much padding on it, there. You're just you're landing on steel on two by four. Yeah, if you've never done it before, it sucks. You're literally it, it, you're 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 bumping on something solid. It sucks. I mean, um, I've I've never really taken a bump on a wrestling ring. Um, I, I I honestly never trained or anything. But every time I go to a wrestling show and I bring someone who it's their first time there, I like how a lot of people think that it's it's all padding. It's a giant trampoline. There's tons of springs in there, so it absorbs everything, and and it's a it's a big, nice, soft, cushiony landing. You can do it. You can do a giant flop on it, and it doesn't hurt at all. And I'm like, boy, that's wrong. Um, I always say, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even on the even the pro level, man, it's not easy like that. Um, but uh, I always tell them, look at the corner, especially indie shows, because maybe sometimes indie shows aren't. Not I'm not saying as good, but they're not the same style of rings as like WWE or what you watch on TV. They're a little better at hiding some of the, the the ring parts but like indie shows right where the turnbuckle meets sometimes for the most part you can see a little bit of wood maybe some some of the strings holding the apron on or the other are the are the, uh, the mat but you for the most part can see how much padding is really on the ring and uh that's usually your tell sign of how stiff that ring's gonna be or how how much is gonna suck for those guys at night so i always like look at the corner and they're like what's that little that little black i'm like that's the pad they're like there's nothing there i'm like Oh yeah, yeah. It's all steel. It's all wood. And they're like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. It's gonna hurt really bad." <laughs> yeah, definitely does. And every ring's different. Like, if you ever noticed before shows, for fans or he comes in, um, a lot of guys are bumping around the ring to test it out and feel it because every ring that that canvas, it's even like a millimeter inch or whatever. Uh, thin it's very thin but each ring's different yeah everyone has a different setup. and there's so much trust man i know i i first time i ever seen at a at a show where they actually took some of the ring apart and put it back together was that 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 gsw show because i guess the one turnbuckle i don't i don't know i some people run on the ropes and the next thing i know the turnbuckle was being tightened or you i don't know if they're tightening or loosening it but then like dudes are hitting those ropes at 100 miles an hour as hard as they possibly can and it's like man that's a lot of trust there because if that rope snaps you're going hard off that ring, like it's gonna hurt real bad because you're people are running full steam and hitting those 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 ropes well, ropes we'll say uh, cable <laughs> as hard as they possibly yeah. can, and you're putting a lot of trust in the guy who put that ring together to uh, to not get dumped on your head onto a, a hardwood floor. Yeah, we have no padding on that floor. It's just like you said, hardwood, yeah. just straight there. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was really fun to see, and that was one of the first shows I've seen where like where the ring is uh, a lot lower it was a, it was a smaller ring so it was a lot less uh i guess we'll say gravity <laughs> uh you know you're not it's not as high up where it's like it's a little bit of a lower uh style ring if you were standing i from like the, it's very personal yeah if you were standing from the outside looking in i think the 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 ring would probably come up to your thighs if you're lucky your knees or your thighs it was it's not a high profile ring no not at all yeah that's actually the ring we train in um, every class, Monday and Tuesday. Nice. Now, is training training has officially stopped now because of everything, right? Yeah, technically we're considered a gym, so uh, and we're like I guess gyms like the closest thing to luxury without being a luxury. So we're one of the last things to open up if we ever do. This yeah. virus ever stops. <laughs> what What have you been doing to to stay ready when everything does come back up? Uh, I'm still working out regularly, um, squats every day, push-ups every day on top of my regular workouts. And uh, I actually have an extra mattress that I covered in a tarp and taped the back of. And it's actually uh, like a flip pad. So I'm still working on trying to get flips and backflips and all that done. But I'm still able to do some of my bumps 
is it as good as a thing? No, but you know, it's still something better than sitting there and just doing nothing. You know? Yeah. Now, now being a newer guy, I know you trained for you know a short period of time. Have you have you gotten any of your ribs? Has has anyone messed with you yet? Gotten any pranks done to you? Because I like kind of like the newbie hazing. Uh, I got ribs a couple of times. I can tell you a good one. My very first time, uh, it was a true wrestling show. Uh, I was I had maybe two classes in my belt, if that. And uh, you know they told me to go around, introduce yourself to everybody, and uh, talk to the guys. So Ethan Page is there, and uh, I go up to talk to him. And he's the very first person I talk to, and I'm a, I'm a very uh, awkwardly social person. Mm-hmm. So it was weird for me to go out of my comfort zone and like try to talk to people in the conversation. I went up to him, and I was like, "Don't freak out, just be cool, be cool, be cool." And I shook his hand, and as soon as we touched each other's hands, and he said hi to me, I panicked. So I was like, "Hi, my name's Christopher. I'm a student here. Uh, I don't know what to do right now." And he looked at me. And then he looked down for a second and looked back at me. And I knew then I messed up. It was like a shark who smelled blood. Like he, he smelled the green on me. <laughs> and uh, I said, okay. So I was like, he's like, oh, uh, all right. Um, so I was like, uh, do you like wrestling? Panicking still. And he's like, yeah. No, actually, no, I don't like wrestling. I hate it. I was like, oh, all right. Uh, what's like wrestling for, uh, you know, TNA? And he's like, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. He's like, wrestling's no fun. Don't do it. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, all right. Do you have any advice? He goes, nope. Quit. He just looked at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, man, I messed up. I don't know what to do right now. So like, I already took an L. I was like, I'm just going to awkwardly walk away. I was like, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'm sorry. But I ended up tweeting later to him um, on Twitter, and he was cool with me. He accepted it. He knew I was green. He was messing with me. But, yeah. man, I was so awkward out. I know he told my trainers. I know they know out there. Oh. <laughs> I actually seen him wrestle at uh, an outbreak show. He wrestled with the uh, at the Impact PPW show. It was awesome. I finally just got my license and car to hit up shows outside of just like you know just being a fan. Mm-hmm. And outbreak's definitely somewhere I want to go. I'm not but sorry. Man, no, no, outbreak. PPW. PPW. It was a PPW show. I like outbreak PPW a lot too. as well. I haven't, yeah. been to, I haven't been to either of those, and I finally had the chance to go and virus. Yeah. Coronavirus. <laughs> it's shutting everything down, man. It's shutting everything down. Um, now, was that was that uh, GSW show your first show where you were able to, to work and do stuff? Uh, no, that would actually be my uh, third. Oh, wow. Okay. My third. Do you remember your first match? And I hope you remember. It's only a couple months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my first match, would be I would be manager uh, to... Dan and that would be against him and Trajan at Bumps and Bruises uh, show. Yeah, um, uh, he's probably one of the dudes in the indie scene that I'm a fan of the most right now. I'm a really big Trajan fan. Trajan, Trajan's awesome. Yeah, really out good of, dude. Uh, everybody, yeah, everybody who ever uh, hooked me up or helped me so far in wrestling, Trajan has been nothing but the man and been completely patient with me. Trajan is awesome. Yeah. Who uh, now is that kind of your role as at, at as of now? Because you're still kind of newer, just doing like a manager role. Yeah, we were actually talking about um, one of the shows that were supposed to happen during this virus um, was supposed to be my first debut match as a wrestler, but of course, you know, virus hits. So as of right now, yeah, I'm just managing, which yeah. is cool. I like it, um, making me get comfortable out there, and I I enjoyed it a lot. It was going to be one of those like closed circuit ones where they just film it. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been. I I don't understand why they don't let 
they don't let that happen. But I, I don't know. I get it. If you're it's it's one of those things like businesses can be open, like Walmart can stay open, but a mom and pop business who does the same thing can't be. So it's like the big corporations can make money, but the little ones can't, which kind of sucks, um, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, I you can go and watch AEW and WWE, and they can have their guys there, but like local scenes can't do and just film. You know what I mean? It just kind of sucks. Which is who needed the most? Yeah. But, the local scene needs it the most. But I also get too that like those guys, like the bigger companies, can sit there and 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 pay for a lot of testing and get doctors there to get make sure every single time someone walks in the door, there's there's a test being done, and maybe a lot of local places can't do that, so you're running risks. So I get that aspect as well. So it is what it is. It's like a double edged sword. Very weird time we live in right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really it's uh, no one's no one's prepared for this. It's kind of it's kind of something. It's new for everybody, you know. It's something that no one really anticipated, or no one knows what to do or how to handle it, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome. So, um, who are who are some of the guys that uh, that you've you've seen work so far? Some people that you're really big fans of, or are you, are you uh, enjoy enjoy what they do? Are some guys you look up to now since training? Uh. Trajan, Trajan's awesome. I love Trajan. Um, shout out to him. Um, there's a lot. The cast masters are awesome. Um, my trainers, they're amazing. Uh, I love watching them. I learn something new from the match, even without them explaining something to me. I always learn something new watching them. I love them. Ace Austin's awesome. Very humble. I like him. And uh, Tony Deppin. Tony Deppin's really cool. I love watching him and some of the stuff he does. He's very uh, different. Yeah, he's very different. Like that, uh, I've never seen him wrestle live I, yet. I have to definitely get to get to see that. But I'm a big fan of his. I work. gotta watch him wrestle. I gotta see him twice now. Twice. It was awesome. He's awesome. I like him. What matches did you see? Uh, it was him versus Chris Statlander, which was a really great match. That was at True, and then the most recent one was him versus Ace Austin at True, Holy which was shit. a really great match. I, you know what? I do remember that match. I do remember the prom, the, the poster for that, and I was like, man, I got to get out there, and I never did because I'm an idiot. I should have definitely. I well, actually was in charge of filming uh, the hand cam, right, like five feet away from it. Oh, such a great match. Yeah. So good. I seen Ace wrestle for Outbreak right before he gets he got snatched up by uh, by Impact. He wrestled in for, for Outbreak, and he wrestled against uh, – shit, who did he wrestle against? That night, I don't remember now. It was it was a great match though, but a really really nice guy. And then uh, we talked about on the show when I interviewed uh, interviewed uh, Trajan about the uh, the match he had where he jumped off the backboard, and that kind of was like his oh. his uh, his internet breaking moment that kind of got him some eyes, you know. Yeah, that was an awesome awesome video. I saw that. That was really cool. Yeah. It's one of those things, man, where someone can show up at your show, take a photo or take a video, and the next thing you know, it's like, there you are. You're you're, you're moving up, you know? Yeah. So and That was uh, right there in Burke, too. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. The Pennsylvania scene is fantastic. There's so much cool stuff in the area when it comes to local wrestling. People don't realize how, how much of a mecca, you know, Pennsylvania is when it comes to professional wrestling. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Especially for the new scene, for sure. Tons, tons of, tons of stuff. I mean, for a long time. I mean, outbreak. They used the Hamburg Fieldhouse. That was a WWE venue. Like Andre the Giant wrestled in there. Hogan wrestled there. You know what I mean? And, and now their video, their, their, their venues that you know local indie scenes are wrestling, are wrestling out of. So there's so much cool history. Like PPW's gym 
so many cool guys have gone through there. I mean, you know, AJ Styles wrestled for PPW at one point in time, just kind of showing up as a guest spot. Like tons of like Nyla was there right before she got signed. Um, tons of like really really good people came out of this area. So, and I mean, and they wrestle, and they're from Jersey, they're from Maryland, they're from New York, but you know, they come and they work Pennsylvania a lot because Pennsylvania is a pretty good uh, pretty good era for for indie wrestling scene. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Awesome. So uh, what are some of your future goals when it comes to wrestling once this all kind of blows over and starts back up? Um, I just want to finish training, honestly. I, I just want to get out there. And, uh, you know, I'm just so happy that wrestling has given me something, and I just want to get back to wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just want to get out there and get back to the community, get back to wrestling and just, you know, put on shows. What is What is the process for being a trainee at your school? Like, do you have to do so many hours? Do you have to take, like, is there, is there a requirement? Or is it pretty much when the coaches feel you're ready, they let you loose? How, do, how does that process go about? Um, from my point of view, it's been, um, wrestling's biggest thing is trust. And mm-hmm. that's something I learned. And it, they ease your way into it. So they slowly have to gain your trust to put you in that position where you're going to be able to, you know, they can put you on a show to get actual experience. Mm-hmm. So it, it ease your way into it. So like for me, example, you know, doing a manager thing, I, my main thing is I want to wrestle, but to get me to that point, they're easing me into it by being a manager. Yeah. So once they feel like your bumps are okay, now as a manager, maybe every show you have, you might do a bump or two. So you get comfortable doing bumps in them. And then eventually you're doing a couple more things than bump in. And then before you know it, you're an actual wrestler. So they kind of just ease your way into it. Like the very first thing I ever did as a manager is I came out for like all of five seconds and took a pile driver and that was it. I was out. That was my whole thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, because I did that, I got to go to more shows outside of just true and bumps and bruises. So they kind of ease your way into it very slowly, bit by bit. Yeah. That's interesting. I never knew how that worked. Like, oh, you need at least so many hours of training or you need so many of this or somebody that, or if it was like a, a thing where your head trainer was like, you know what? I, I think, uh, um, I think this guy's good. You can go for it. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know how that process worked. Well, we have three trainers and the head trainer, Sean, and, uh, from what I understand, I guess they, as soon as all of them start talking and they feel ready, then they push you. They don't. If they don't feel you're ready, you're definitely not doing it. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. They don't want they anyone getting hurt. Absolutely. Safety is always the most biggest concern. Yeah. That's interesting. I. I that's definitely something I'm. Uh, I'm very. Uh, I was always interested in that process and how how it went through. Um. So so what is what is your ultimate uh, goal? Like, are you looking to to add muscle mass? Are you acting? Are you looking to be more of a luchador style where you're 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 more doing the flips and the and the acrobatic stuff? What 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 style are you trying to craft yourself into, or what what uh what type of character or 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 build are you looking to do? Um, I want to, huh? I guess I want to be able to be a wrestler for everybody. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to make wrestling a career one day. So I take it very seriously. I want to be able to, if by the miracle of whatever hard work or determination, whatever, I get some type of success that Cornette gets to the point where he can see my matches and talk to me. I don't want Cornette to crap on me. <laughs> but I also want to be able to you're very high the on, times. You're, and, you you're, know, you're very high on Cornette's opinion. Yes. I want to be able to be cool at Cornette, but I want Metz, <laughs> Metz to also like me. Oh, man. Yeah, that's I want a, something for everybody. Yeah. 
Interesting, interesting. I, I, I mean, I, I respect Cornell, but I think sometimes, like, I, I think a lot of his, some of his stuff, kind of, his views bother me. Like, come on, man! It's like just because you weren't there at that point in time doesn't mean everything sucks. Like, he just hates on everything. You gotta admit though, once he gets going, man, some of the stuff he says just gets you off guard. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, when he sometimes sneaks a racist one in there, <laughs> or a sexist, homophobic oh, one, man. and you're like, "Come on, Cornette, come on!" Man. I'm trying. I'm trying to be a fan of you here. You're killing it. It's hard sometimes. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Especially when like the whole NWA thing. I tell my friends, "Yeah, Cornette's awesome," and he does the NWA thing. I'm like, "Oh, how can I defend this?" You know, like, yeah. "Oh, come on." Now. I, I get that, like, I guess that that would have been acceptable fine, and, and it, I don't know. I, I But it's just tough. It's really tough. Like, sometimes I watch those dark sides of the ring, and I'm like, man, this dude is so so knowledgeable. Like, it's it's hard to sit there and say this guy isn't good, and then you listen to some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, and you're like, man, how can I how can I support you right now? You're an idiot. <laughs> like, you're what you're doing is you're shooting yourself in the foot. It's, it's like such a double-edged sword. Yeah. Hypocritical too, a lot of times. Yeah, he'll say something, and you go back and watch like his career, and like he did the same thing. It's like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. Come on, Cornette. Yeah, it's like it was. It was fine when you did it, but it's not fine now. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of wrestling fans get skewed with that too, where they're like, "Oh, this new gimmicky shit is stupid," but then like they're like, "I'm a huge fan of this." It's like, well, is it one or the other? Are you a fan of it, or are you not like you don't like it when this guy does it, but you're a fan of when this guy does it? Like, where 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 do you lie here? Right. Wrestling's so opinionated. There's no like ground rules or anything. You're like, this is the way things should be. And I feel like because it's so opinionated, everyone's, excuse me, everyone's just constantly button heads on like this and that. It's just, it's And just, Cornette has no problem yeah. being opinionated. No problem at all. Yeah. That's kind of silly to me sometimes. It's like, really? We're going to get, you're going to yeah. get, get out of shape over that. Like, just let people work. Yeah. Definitely. So, who are some of the guys on TV that you uh, you look forward to watching? Like you're like, oh, I can't wait till they're on again. Right now, uh, Trevor Murdoch's awesome. Love watching his stuff. Uh, Eli Drake, just I don't know what it is about him, but when he speaks, you just want to listen. He has like that Ric Flair kind of vibe. You just listen when he talks because mm-hmm. something good he's going to come out. I like Eli. Um, Alistair Black, he's really awesome. I like his whole style. Um. Who else? Nick Aldeas. He's awesome. I like him. He's just a very interesting character. I like how he's heel, but he's not heel at the same time. He's very cool. Uh, there's a lot. There's there's a lot of wrestling to digest right now. Mm-hmm. Well, not now because of the virus going on, but there's a lot. I like I like everything. I I will give anything a try and yeah. watch it. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, w- do you have like a wrestling fan uh, page that people can go follow, or just kind of under your personal account at the moment? Uh, just my personal account at the moment. Um, maybe in the future, if this ever happens again, I can uh, definitely give you guys something out there. But mm-hmm. if not, you know, catch me on a show here in Pennsylvania. I'll be around. You'll definitely see me on a show. Awesome, man. Be sure, what, to say hi. What What all shows do you work for that people can go check out? Uh. You can catch me out at True. I work as staff at True. Uh, Bumps and Bruises, you can catch me out at a show. Uh, currently, that's it right now. Um, but there'll be more. More things will come up. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, I hope I hope to hear back from you again in maybe a couple months to kind of get the next update on your, your wrestling career and see uh, see your next progress. And maybe maybe you've experienced some new things there, you know? 
Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me, man. No I problem, man. Yeah, spread the word. I'm always trying to get new people on. So if you if you if you know anyone who would be interested, um, I'm always down to uh, to have more conversations with people in the business and kind of hear hear their stories and how they came about it. Most definitely, most definitely. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. And that's this has been a Tornado Tag Podcast interview with uh, with Chris Chris Widener. I uh, hope I nailed it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm terrible. Um, it's all good. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. We're out.